0: From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged roundtable discussion for the week of January 4th, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host. Pete Werner joined at the table this week by my good friends Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Walter Eccles, and Max the Intern back in the peanut gallery. In this segment, John and Kevin are going to talk about their Christmas trip to Italy with ABD on the Viva Italia Tour, and this is of a, uh, uh, a, a particular interest to me and a few other dizzers, We will be going on this trip um, in four months. In four months, in May, five months, five Five months, and uh, very, very excited. Very, very excited about doing this trip. About you know, for me anyway, the only time I've seen Italy has been from a cruise ship, and so you get like you know, a little taste of Italy, Uh, especially Rome. I am dying to spend a couple of days, quality days in Rome. Um. So very excited. So I'll kick it over to you too. You can tell us about your trip. We're also going to be breaking this up into uh, segments over the course of the next few weeks because, uh, well, a, we've been recording for about 16 hours I think today.
1: <laughs> I was going to say this is not going to be one of those marathon recording sessions where we do the whole trip. We're going to break it up and we're going to do. We'll start off with Rome, the first part of the trip.
0: I told Johnny, he has 11 minutes.
1: Right. So I'm going to talk really fast. Um. First of all, it was a weird decision for us it took a little thinking about and planning about, should we go away at Christmas time? Is this something that's really, I mean, is it going to be weird? Are we going to feel weird? Is it just not going to be Christmas? So we sort of bit the bullet and said, we're going to do it, and we're going to sort of be in it 100%.
0: Well, first, you kept saying, are you sure you don't want to do this? Because he offered me the trip. God bless him. He offered me the trip first. and And at the time that he was offering it to me, was right after uh we came back from i think it was from uh not too long after london paris i'm no
1: fool you were tired
0: and i was (laughs) yeah I, i was just not interested in getting on a plane or traveling anywhere i wanted to be home um and uh you know i wanted to spend christmas with especially with my mom um you know so our, our, our situation has changed this year. Right, exactly. And, I, and that's why I was like, no, you guys should definitely do it. And we were
1: not looking forward. I was not looking forward to the holidays. Right. So we, we decorated the house a couple weeks before Christmas. We made sure we had everything done and, and ready to go. And we were. Uh, I just want
2: you to know our house is still decorated and will be for a couple more weeks. I like our Christmas.
0: <laughs> Look around.
1: <laughs> so we prepped ourselves for being away for Christmas. We also had done this trip before. This is a trip we took six years ago. And we've also, between then and now, we have a lot of Adventures by Disney under our belt. So we kind of approached this trip a little bit different. We knew we weren't going to do the thing where you have to be with the group every second of every day. We knew that there were going to be times where we can go and do our own thing, when we were going to try to explore the city on our own.
2: It seems that when we talk to people, people are surprised that you're allowed to do that.
3: I didn't know that.
2: Um Well, first of all, the only things you are really required to do is if you want to stay in the next hotel, you have to be where the transportation leaves at the time the transportation leaves. That's it. These are activities that are set up, and you've paid for this activity. However, you're absolutely positively not required to do this. Now, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to jump ahead in the trip. On our last day in Venice... You have one full day in Venice, and ABD has a scheduled activity. You walk 40 minutes to a small studio where you paint a mask, a carnival mask. Then that's about a a two-and-a-half or three-hour activity, and then it's a 40-minute walk back, and they stop for lunch. Well, of your one day in Venice, that's a good portion of it. And John and I decided that we were not going to do that. We sort of slept late and had breakfast and then went out on our day. You're welcome to... Pick and choose if there's an activity that doesn't interest you, doesn't appeal to you, that you can't do. You're welcome to do something else. Now, we've, we've done
3: tell, that as well. Do you tell the guide that then, like the night before? You
1: should. We actually, uh, when we first, when you first arrive on your adventure, you're greeted by a guide at the airport. But then there's also another guide, or both of them, later on in the lobby of the hotel. They give you a little bit about what's going on. And in this case, you're going to a foreign country. So they talk, here's useful phrases and useful words. And here's what's around your hotel. We sat down with the guide and we kind of gave her the whole spiel. We did this trip six years ago. Kevin can't walk that well. We're going to do this with you. We're going to try to skip this with you. Walking Don't in Italy surprised. is a
2: little It's a little dodgy. Um, everything is cobblestone. And since my eye surgery, I don't have depth perception, and I have a problem with balance. I also have a problem with one of my knees, so I was using a cane. The first day in Rome, the first full day, your first day is an arrival day. You get settled. You have your welcome dinner. You get to meet the other people on your trip. Your first full day in Rome is a rather extensive walk through Rome. Now, they've shortened it a little bit. It wasn't that, you know seven mile hike that we described in 2006 but it's still a very long walk and we explained to our guides that i can't do that otherwise i spend the entire time looking at the ground and making sure that i don't fall so we had explained to them that we were not going to take that long walk but we had found
1: another activity okay can I back up before you get there no i want to do our arrival day okay go ahead so you get to the hotel, and Kevin explained all this to them. That, Listen, we know there's certain things you're going to do. We physically can't do them with you. So don't worry about us. Don't worry if we don't go on things with you because they want you to participate. They want you to have a good time, get your money's worth. So the first day we meet with the guide, and we tell her all that. And then we're at the hotel in Rome, and a theme for this whole trip is that these hotels are located in an incredible location. They've
2: changed all of this since when we went in 2006. The hotels are wildly different.
0: You are seeing the impact of Josh Demaro, in charge of Adventures by Disney. This was one of the first things that he wanted fixed, was the hotels making sure that what he said to me was that I don't want anybody on any of our trips saying, I wish we were staying in that hotel.
2: We stayed mm-hmm. in Rome. We stayed at the Hotel Bernini, Bristol. It's in Piazza Barberini, and it's it's a short walk to the Trevi Fountain and the Pantheon. It's unbelievably centrally located and when we,
1: we say a short walk, Kevin and I could do it right that's so like what we said okay. I said to them and it's I said downhill like, and back uphill, and we walked it both ways Is that it, this is you know travel agents who work from home short distance. This isn't people who power walk. And one of the other things about the location was it's right near a large number of cafes and stores. It reminded me of where we were in London it's kind of had that you could walk right out your door and there was a cafe. As a matter of fact, right next door was a metro station. was an underground.
2: The, we found the hotel that we had stayed at in 2006, and it's about eight or nine blocks away. However, that hotel, while it was very nice, was in a very upscale area where restaurants didn't open until seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night. And these were very expensive restaurants. There wasn't like a corner store where you'd get a couple of bottles of water and a okay. snack. This is is much more centrally located There's shopping While there wasn't the nightlife that I saw That the other hotel had This was much more usable I find that when you go on an adventures by Disney You've, both, you've all been on one mm-hmm. At the end of the day Your idea of nightlife is Where's that bed? Yeah, Because you've got to right. be up again the next morning So I found that this stuff was much more usable
1: And much more user friendly Than where the other hotel was I mentioned to Corey that the only thing we brought this trip was we brought our iPads. We weren't going to bring our laptops. We decided we're just going to keep in touch, emails, check the boards, check everything that was going on. So before we went, I did some research. The hotel in Rome did not have free Wi-Fi. It was very expensive to do the Wi-Fi. The other two hotels we stayed in both had free Wi-Fi. But in Italy, you can purchase the micro SIM card for your iPad. Right down the street from our hotel was a Vodafone shop. Kevin and I walked down the first day we got there. We purchased our little micro SIM cards. You got a month's worth of data for twenty-five euro. Popped them in, and it was fantastic. Worked it was a month
2: over for Italy. three gig for twenty-five euros. And what's twenty-five euros work out to? A euro is about a dollar forty.
1: Okay, so thirty-five dollars. Yeah, somewhere okay. around there. So. This is, this is the type of convenience where you walk right down, get this done, do a little shopping. It was fantastic. So that night's our welcome dinner, and everybody does the thing where it's, you know, who are you and where you're from and getting to know you. And um, the next day was the day that they were going to do the big walk.
2: Now, some friends of ours who have traveled on one of our Diz exclusive um, adventures, uh, Marilee and Dino had just done this trip. In October, and she sent me some information about something called the Hop On Hop Off bus. And what this is, is it's a double decker tour bus. The top is open air, and in May, that might be very charming. In 30 degree weather, <laughs> the open air was out yeah. of the question. We did see people doing it. However, they were pushed all the way up against the front of the bus over that slight little canopy mm. and had, you know, everything they owned on. John and I sat downstairs. Uh, the bus takes you on a two-hour loop of the city. There are 12 stops, and it's all of the highlights of Rome. There's the Vatican stop. There's the Colosseum and the Forum stop. There's the Trevi Fountain stop. So as you walk, as you ride the bus around, there's also an audio guide, and they give you headsets when you get in, and you plug in, and it's in 12 or 13 different languages, and they tell you, there's a little chart that tells you if you want to hear it in English. Um, so they give you a, a tour of Rome, and you're allowed to hop on the bus or hop off the bus, visit what you want to visit, and then hop
1: back on. Okay. And that's good for the entire day.
3: Is it the same bus, or the next bus comes along and you just hop There's on? There's a
1: route, and we were on the blue bus. So what we would have to do is when we wanted to come back, you'd look at your little schedule. They give you a map and a schedule. And there
2: are times, and it was very specific, right. the so blue the bus, bus will be here at 2.45. Okay. Um, now... When we first got on, we were a little disappointed. Our bus was crappy. It was in need of some repair. And our first thought was, okay, this isn't a very good thing. We can't recommend this to people. However, after watching the same bus company, I think we just had a bad bus. We had a bad bus. Some of them were beautiful, clean. Ours was just in a little bit of disrepair. We still enjoyed what we did. So
0: How much time could you stay? I mean, how much time did it give in between buses?
2: Oh, it's – oh, well – It it takes two hours to make the whole loop. So if you were dropped off on the blue line at one o'clock, that blue line's not coming back till three.
0: Oh, okay. So you have your two hours to walk around. Okay, that's that's nice. And
2: it's not like they dropped you off at one specific location. You were dropped off in a general area, so there was a lot to do in each area.
0: And you could, you know, you didn't have to get back on at three. You could get back on at four or five or whatever. The
2: last bus route I checked was um, between six and seven. All the stops. The Because they, well, s- between like 6 o'clock and 7.30, the last stop. So that was the last time. But they started at 8 o'clock in the morning. So
3: you had time to actually get off at every location if you well, wanted
0: to? We didn't. We didn't. I, I now, would, what locations did it go to?
1: Well, first of all, it was right outside our hotel. The stop. Literally. One of the stops
2: was right in front of our hotel, which made it easy. Um, but there was a stop at the Vatican. There was a stop at the Coliseum and Forum. the Forum. There was a stop at the Trevi Fountain. There was a stop... I don't remember what some of the other ones were. Uh, There's the Spanish a thing, Steps. The Spanish Steps. And they that talk about the, the building. I can't remember the name of it, and there are people going to be sitting home screaming at me. It's called the Wedding Cake. It's a huge building that's part of the unification
3: process. Um, so you could actually say get off at the Spanish steps and walk to the Trevi Fountain and, and get back on there yeah. at a different time. Yeah. Okay. Yes,
2: yeah, so you didn't have to I mean like there this so was it's kind of a of loose a, thing. Yeah, it was your it was your tra- you had a ticket that proved that you paid. And, and what it, did you pay? It was if you booked it through the hotel concierge, it was fifteen euros a person. If you booked it on the bus, it was twenty euros, and that and that's was all day, all day, day right. all, day. But all if day. You could buy yeah. a multiple day for less. Money like if per you day. bought two days, it was like twenty seven euros. Okay, but if okay. you booked it through the hotel, it was like twenty two euros. The concierge got you a lower price. We booked ours right in the hotel lobby,
1: and the concierge actually gave us the idea. He said, "Listen, I suggest what you do is stay on it for the first run." don't get on and get off because then you can figure out where you want to get on and get Good off idea. later. Yeah. And we, actually, the two-hour loop of it was fantastic. We so really enjoyed it.
2: We, um, we also are tried to buy two days. And he looked at us and he goes, you don't need this. I know what your group does. You don't need two days. Buy one day. And he kind of alluded to the fact that if we wanted another day and came back and saw him, he would make sure that we got the two-day price so we said, okay, let's just get the one day. And he was right. We didn't need more than one day. So we gave good advice. So we did this, and then we went back to the hotel and took a nap. Well, that's actually that's <laughs> not true. We took the whole thing around. Lies. <laughs> and we got off at the... Uh, you're right. I apologize. You were right. We did go in and take a nap. Yeah,
1: I did not lie.
2: Then John said, I'd like to walk down to the Trevi Fountain. So we walked down the hill to the Trevi Fountain, and who did we meet but the rest of our group? That's where they had... St- We met them up without any planning. They were there when we got there. Right, that
1: happened to be where they were at that time. And I can tell you, it was the funniest thing because they all ran up to us like we were their long-lost cousins. (laughs) It's so good to see you. Like we had been lost and all of a sudden had been (laughs) found. They were really, it was really a great It Was it
3: it really crowded around the fountain? The Trevi fountain
1: is crowded 24 hours a day pretty much. Yeah. And from there, the group walked over to the Pantheon. We walked over with them to that. And Mm -hmm. then... um, that was the point at which we they were going to go do gelato, right?
2: They had walked through... They were going to walk to the Piazza Navona. And I had done... You were talking earlier in the show about people who go away at Christmas and don't make plans. And I don't go anywhere without doing some research on the internet. And I had heard about the Piazza Navona and the Christmas markets that are set up. And the Piazza Navona is a very large square. And... The Christmas uh, markets were all set up. Uh, well, yeah, that's the initial reaction. Yeah, that's the initial reaction. Everything's <laughs> Wait, bright, and I'll get a picture out for you. Everything's bright and gold and sparkly, and there's people you can flip singing. Through those.
3: Oh well, wow!
2: They were going to move on, Pinocchio. and they were going to have gelato, which ABD was going to buy, and then they were going to walk back to the hotel for dinner. And dinner was on your own. Well, we decided that we didn't really want gelato. So we went out on our own, and we walked around the Christmas market. Well, after a little bit of research and looking around the Christmas market, we realized that everything was in a plastic bag, had a price tag on it that said made in China, and was
1: being sold by Pakistani men you go up to somebody and go, where are you from? Orlando, Florida. Where are you from? Bangladesh. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. It's supposed to be an Italian Christmas market. And I wanted to see grandmas making stuff. And I wanted to see hand cramping. Tatting
3: her little (laughs) (laughs) doilies.
1: That's what the Christmas market looks like. Um,
2: So we had heard that the best gelato in all of Italy is a small store right off Piazza Navona called Grom. G-R-O-M. I was told that if you're walking around Italy and you see the gelata, gelaterias, if you see huge mounds and the uh, gelato is brightly colored, that's all synthetic coloring and preservatives. Yeah, we
3: were told the same thing.
2: Grom has the little manufacturing area right in the store. They make very small batches at the same at one time, and everything is natural. There's yeah. no preservatives or artificial colors in it. It was also the least expensive gelato, and it was had. the best.
3: It was absolutely there the was best. there was one in Florence, I think, yep. that and we went to. There was also a Grom. Yep. that was yeah. absolutely yeah. best. And the Courtney, the ABD guy, took the kids in the back for the little tour of the... and
0: kids the kids and me.
3: Oh, you went back there with them? <laughs> well, Courtney's
2: the one who gave us the information about yeah. Grom. So very interesting. We decided that. We didn't need to hike back to the hotel with the group. We wanted to kind of hang out around Piazza
1: Navona. And then we went to dinner on our own. We found this little cafe on a corner somewhere, and it was just it was just cool.
3: Would you have language issues? You know, not really.
1: There were times when you met people who spoke no English and we spoke very little Italian, but almost everybody tried.
2: We tried, they tried, and we came to an understanding. I mean, as long as you're polite and, you know... I, I We went in with certain... We bought a, CDs to listen to in the car, hoping they were going to help us with... Speaking Italian. Will you get to the basics, please? Thank you. Excuse me. How much is it? Well, the next lesson was Raphael is meeting Marco at the airport, and he's meeting. She's meeting her in-laws for the first time, and all of a sudden we realized, okay, wait, this is we're, this yeah. is probably not going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> so we had the basics, please. Thank you.
0: Well, one of the things they say, in particular in Italy, for Americans, be overly polite. What pisses off Italians more than anything is rude or what they perceive to be rude and what we may think is okay um, may be perceived as, as being rude to them well, so first, like when you walk into a store it's like walking into their house
2: well that was true in France too and what you, what we tried to do was you try and you, you try and be polite you try and be friendly you smile and 95% of the time people smile back and try and help you the only thing that's not that's not true is everybody in, in Italy walks like they're on their way to a kidney transplant? I was going to say the,
1: <laughs> the thing is that in Rome now, Rome is a metropolitan city. So it's think of New York, but like even more intense is Rome. So I think some of the ideas about the Italian population has to be modified for people living in a big city. They're in a hurry. They're you know they're doing business. So where weren't they in a hurry? Yeah, that's true. Venice people kind of wondered, yeah, but
2: it was. We found people to be very, very polite, very, very accommodating. However, they also tell you exactly what you're thinking. I asked, we went into a restaurant, and I asked for a coca light with ice. And the waiter said to me, you don't need ice, and walked away. And he brought me a coca light with no ice. And I thought,
1: okay, I don't need ice. (laughs) (laughs) Was it hot?
2: No, it was cool. It was very cold. It was cool.
1: We, uh, We found that the food on this trip was incredible. Every meal except for one with Adventures by Disney was just unbelievably good.
3: Did you and, eat at the little American place in Rome? <laughs>
1: no, we didn't. The Hard
3: Rock? Them. No, no. No, the, no, the Cafe, Cafe Americano. Americano. Cafe, Cafe Americano. <laughs> no, we
1: didn't do the walking tour with them, so we met them after lunch. Oh, okay. Shh and then we had dinner on our own that night. John
2: and I, if there's a, st- a main street with touristy shops on it, John and I go three blocks off the touristy yeah. street. I was going
1: say, one of the things we did specifically on this trip was, if we saw a restaurant and we looked in the window and it looked fancy and the price was high, we immediately went somewhere else. Yeah. We thought, yeah. let's not get trapped in that again.
2: The other thing is, and I had read this in a guidebook, if there's a menu and it has the words in Italian... And then it has the words in Japanese, and then it has the words in English. Walk away. It's a tourist restaurant. Yeah. Go to some place where
3: Mama's standing there with her lasagna
2: waiting for you. Well, that's another thing. They don't. They don't. First of all, I couldn't find a meatball to save my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's not
1: the way they eat. Yeah. I didn't find I didn't it find anywhere. that much when we and were there. And lasagna isn't what we think of lasagna. It's like yeah. a couple noodles and sauce on a plate. Yeah. You know, it's different. But the food the food was, was unbelievable. I mean, just fantastic. So that was our first day, and our next day was out to uh, the Vatican. Uh, we were going to go to the Sistine Chapel first, and the guides got a call, and because of the holiday season, that. We are going to go
2: through the Vatican Museum first,
1: right. and then the end of that Vatican Museum tour is the Sistine
2: Chapel.
0: Now, right. just tell me, did you walk through the Vatican Museum, or was there <laughs> some crazy Italian tour guide behind you with a cattle prod going, andiamo, andiamo,
2: andiamo? I, I did not walk. My knees were really bothering me that day, and I asked them if it was okay if I waited outside.
1: It was we did, because they changed the thing, because he couldn't get into Saint Peter as he couldn't get into the Vatican Museum right away, we did Saint Peter's first. Right. They were that we couldn't get into the Vatican because the Pope was meeting
2: the families of the people who live in the Vatican and work in the Vatican to give them their Christmas blessing. So there were parts of that area that were closed. That's
0: how he gets around giving a gift.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm gonna do.
0: I'm gonna give you my Christmas
1: blessing. So we walked through St. Peter's, and we had plenty of time there, and it was incredible because we were in St. Peter's about an hour and a half. And I mean, this is this is the square outside of St. Peter's. It's empty. There's no. There's nobody there. It's absolutely. And we walked right in. Then after that, after going to St. Peter's. Kevin decided he didn't want to walk through the Vatican Museum with us and see the Sistine Chapel. He had remembered that when you come out, there's a very large staircase with no handrails. And he kind of was in his head, I don't want to do that. So we left him at a cafe right there in the Vatican, in Vatican City. And the group then took me to meet, the, the tour guide took me to meet the rest of the group.
3: I guess I meet the Pope. Like, meet wow!
1: The pope. <laughs> Again, your <a> Christmas blessing. <laughs> couldn't couldn't say enough fantastic things about our tour guides. Anything we want, Kevin will make sure he's okay. We'll make sure he's sitting and safe. I was fine. I was having a great time. I was watching the people. I had
2: a little bit of snack in a cafe. I did a little shopping. Um, but you asked if they were run through. From when they dropped me off to when I met them, and all that was was the Vatican Museum and the Sistine Chapel, was two hours and 45 minutes. Okay,
0: you know.
1: (laughs) And again, I think part of it was the crowd level. Mm -hmm. Part of it was when we went there. It was very early in the morning, and it was almost empty. But we walked through what I thought was a a good pace. However, I mean, you get to, like, the tapestry room, and there's only so many tapestries I can look at.
0: Right. Now, I understand. No, We were at a breakneck Oh, there was. Yeah. We were not allowed to stop. You were going. For- there was absolutely no stopping. Yeah, we
1: specifically stopped. but stop. And the only, reason,
0: about- the only reason. The only reason. I just. I. You know. Because I get defiant at a certain point, and I'm taking video. And to hell with you. I'll catch up when I catch up. I'm taking video.
2: This is St. Peter's
1: Square. Do you see the people? I showed them a picture of
2: it. Yeah.
0: Oh. No people.
1: Now, you talked about uh, standing outside and looking at the picture of the Sistine Chapel.
0: Yeah, we had to sit and she talked She talked in front of a poster for about 20 minutes. Of- <laughs> she really did, like 20 minutes of what you're going to see.
1: And I have to say, we did the same thing on our trip. Okay. However, the Sistine Chapel to me is so overwhelming that I kind of appreciated the fact that she said, "If you look here, this is where you're going to
3: see I, this." I like that. I like that. Right, to a point. and I
0: really felt you could have given me the highlights in about five to yeah, ten minutes. Right. Was
3: it the woman with the little point? I mean, was it, I wonder she if was it was the woman, same woman. I don't think
1: she was the same one you guys. Oh, had. Okay, Cause Cause like, she was rushing us through.
3: Now,
2: see, there's no, there's, there was no rushing on this. But you're also, you were in Rome for a day, right? Right. So yeah,
1: you guys had yeah, we, so we much yell that stuff time in one day yeah. to get it all in there and
0: cram. I it. understand, but you know, again, my complaint was twenty minutes at the gift shop when I get rushed through the Vatican Museum and I get literally three minutes inside St. Peter's Basilica.
3: Oh, if
0: that the- was a waste of money, that was absolutely unacceptable. And I'm telling you, Go it's a big part of the reason. It's a big part of the reason I would never do the ABD add-on with the med cruise again, and I couldn't recommend it to anybody because every, unless they change that up dramatically because everything, virtually everything that we did on that ABD tour when we did the med cruise could have been done if I had gone to the shore excursions desk and just booked it myself.
2: Well, the good part about this, the highlight of this, is that you do get enough time. Get of time, you get plenty right? of time to see and do, and so, again,
1: not only plenty of time, but but they were so good about Kevin didn't want to do it or couldn't do it, so let's make sure he's comfortable and make sure John gets there in time. And do you think Kevin's okay? And will he know where to meet? Oh us? no,
0: our guides were wonderful, fantastic. Our, I have no problem. You know, the guides were not the problem. It was the itinerary that was the problem.
2: This well, that's because they're trying to fit in all of Rome in right. a couple of hours, thirty seconds. Yeah. This goes back to what I was talking about. I didn't. I didn't. I don't want to live in fear of coming down that staircase. And the last time I was at the Sistine Chapel, it was very, very, very crowded. And I thought, coming down that staircase, I'm going to hold everyone up, and I'm coming back in May. So hopefully things will be better by then. So I was quite willing to not do it. They told me where they were going to meet me. And I got a call from John. We're coming out. Where are you? I said, I'm sitting outside of where you told me to meet you. So they're very, very flexible about stuff
1: like that. I will say this, though. They do seem to. This was the same thing on our trip six years ago. They push you to this one store. And you almost think, are you guys getting a kickback or something?
3: Because it's it's on the corner when you come out. It's like over to. Like you come out and it's like right over there to the left. And And I've got to tell you, it's
1: extremely expensive. Yeah. And I think to myself, what is going on? Why do we have to go to that one store? Because there's others right in a row.
3: Oh yeah, was that one on the corner there? Right Mm -hmm. there on the corner. Yeah.
1: And again, stupid, stupid, expensive. I mean, just I was looking for uh, something to send to my dad for his manger scene, and it's like, oh yeah, sure, that's like nine hundred euros for one of the wise (laughs) men, and you're like, please, crazy. (laughs) So that was pretty much our last day in Rome. Um, After that, we had dinner on our own.
2: They went to lunch after the Vatican. We went to lunch first.
0: So in addition to your arrival day, you had two full days in Rome. Yes. So if you get in early, you basically get three full days in Rome.
2: And we did. We got in. And if you get in early, if you come in a day, yeah, you do get three full days. And if you get in early enough, you kind of get a fourth day. Because the flights usually arrive in the morning. Into mm-hmm. Rome. You have all day that day. You have almost all day the next day because you don't really have anything until your welcome dinner.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. And then
2: you have two full days in Rome. What time did but we you, get?
0: But you arrived a day early then?
2: No, so, we
1: didn't. We arrived on the, welcome. On, on the day of the welcome de- dinner. But like well, where'd you get o'clock? that extra day? Yeah. Right no, okay. He's saying if you come in one day early, right, right, you have right. the whole day before your welcome dinner.
3: So you got there the morning of the welcome. Yeah, the afternoon. No, I'm actually not.
2: Our, our adventure starts on the 24th. Mm-hmm. If you want to arrive on the 24th, you have to leave Orlando on the 23rd. Correct. If you're coming in a night earlier and you're going to stay there the night of the 23rd, you're going to have to leave Orlando on the 22nd.
3: Oh, it's a math problem. So yeah. you'll, have, you'll have
2: almost all day on the 23rd. And then overnight, and the next day is your welcome dinner, but you're going to be there on the first thing in the morning, so, so you have all day, all day and, the then,
3: there's day, and then there's two days in Rome. And there's two more, okay. And gotcha. what did you to eat for dinner? That's the answer you want, right? Right, and
1: how fast is <laughs> the train going?
3: So, I mean, yeah, I, think, I,
1: I think we should stop our discussion here, because the next day is Tuscany, so we'll, we'll wrap it up here, but I think that as far as the trip itself goes, I, Rome was not the highlight for me. I loved Rome, and I thought Rome was fantastic, and we had a great time. But it was kind of like, okay, we did Rome, and now let's go on to the quote unquote. Okay, so what day really did you get in
3: Rome? Say. This is leading. This is before Christmas, right? We
2: left. Our trip started on the twentieth, and we left Orlando on the nineteenth. So we arrived in Rome on the twentieth, and, and we had a five o'clock flight through JFK. And on the eighteenth, I got a text message from. Delta, that our 5 o'clock flight had been pushed back till midnight. But we were still going to be in JFK at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So I called Delta, and after much begging and pleading, was moved, the earliest flight I could get out was 10 o'clock. So we were supposed to be in Rome the next morning at 8 a.m., we got in Rome about two o'clock in the afternoon.
3: Okay, and that was on the nineteenth. That was on the nineteenth, and then our welcome dinner was like at six o'clock. So you spent, and then you spent the twentieth and the twenty-first in Rome, and the morning of the twenty-third. The morning of the twenty. When did you leave? The twentieth
2: was the welcome dinner, and then there's there's twenty-first and twenty-second, and then we left Rome on the twenty-third. The
3: morning of the twenty-third. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And it was there was not a lot of crowds because the big push is Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Christmas is huge. Now, of the I poem. would
2: tell you that I was surprised that Italy was... There are more lights in my neighborhood than there was in the Piazza Barberini. There's not the overly, overly decorated.
3: Are the shops are like, oh, it's Christmas.
2: There's usually a little bit of greenery overhead. And sometimes and, they had a sign up
1: that said Merry Christmas in the window. Or
2: there'd yes. be a small... Um, The person, the mannequin in the window would be holding a Christmas ball. It's very subtle. But it's
1: beautiful. It's It's
2: beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I I would love to do it again. I've realized that I I
1: like traveling on Christmas.
3: So that was Rome, and then you got on the train. Right.
1: And so then then the next morning we headed off to. We got on a bus. We got on a bus. bus. Okay. We got on a bus to go to uh, Tuscany and Orvieto and Florence, but I think we should save that for another. Before
2: we start, before we stop, I find Rome a little intimidating, a little bossy. It's a little chaotic. Where New York City is a grid. and Sounds like home to me. Well, <laughs> if you think, I mean, like if you're lost in New York City, you're looking at boxes. There are streets in Rome that are 2,000 years old. Oh yeah. that don't have names or numbers. So when someone's trying to give you directions to something and you think, well just go down the alley.
3: Not to, yeah, not to jump ahead, but Florence, I that Florence was like that. You think you're going to go a certain way and you end up It's funny because I find Florence very
2: very accessible. I don't I don't I don't know why, but Rome, Rome is busy. It's also a busy couple of days. There's a lot to see and a lot to do in Rome. So You spend a lot of the first couple of days very active. Now, before we end, we do have a couple of spaces left on our Italy trip. So if you'd like to join us, it is May 24th through June
1: 1st.
0: Unless you're adding days like I am.
1: We are, too, this trip. We are, too. Just not enough time in Italy, especially for that long of a flight. Yeah. Not much travel.
2: Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to go in a day early. And I'm not sure if
1: we're going to, how many days extra we're going to I'm do so, yeah, I minutes. cannot
0: begin to tell you how excited I am about that trip.
1: You're really going to be excited about where the hotel is located, how beautiful these hotels are. Now, one of the things I do want to point out is these are European hotels. We experienced it in the London Paris trip. This is not, you know, you're not going to go in and have some giant suite they're generally smaller but they're very well appointed. It's okay. They're and comfortable.
2: They're all I was americanized. That how be- how comfortable all three of the beds were in all hotels. These are hotels that Adventures by Disney has handpicked.
0: Did I tell you what phrase Walter is learning uh, in Italian? Do you really need to buy that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> there are two phrases that you'll need to know. You need to know quanta costa. How much is that? And the other one is the tour guides say the same word over and over and over again. And it basically means stop shopping and get your butt out of the store. And that's andiamo. Diamo. Mm-hmm. It means let's go.
0: Yep. i heard on Diamo plenty of times. It usually, I just ignore it
2: on Diamo, Kevin.
1: <laughs> was it the Kevin was implied? So, and
0: then I'm learning the phrase, do you know who I am? All right. Well, look forward to next week and hearing the next uh, the next part of your trip. That will do it for this segment and our shows for this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everyone, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes.